All right, everybody, and welcome to another episode of This Week in Hearing. I'm thrilled to be joined today by Nick Menjerick. So thank you so much, Nick, for being on today. Uh, thanks for being here. Awesome. Uh, my pleasure. Appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with you today, David, and uh, looking forward to the session. Awesome. Uh, so as the president of Hear USA, um, wanted to have you on to discuss Hear USA in general, kind of at a high level, and then looking at you know some of your uh, ambitious plans for 2024 and beyond um, with the stores of the future. So before we get into that, though, uh, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, how long have you been with Hear USA and, and were you in the industry uh, prior to that or were you doing something different? Yeah, so uh, I have been with Hear USA uh, a little over a year. Uh, and uh, prior to that, I have 19 years of experience in what I would say is sort of a similar uh, healthcare uh, related industry. So I uh, started my career in vision care uh, about 19 years ago with Johnson & Johnson Vision. Uh, after a, a couple of years there, I spent the last uh, 16 years in vision care with a company called Essilor Exotica. Uh, they've made some, some hearing industry news recently, so you may, you know, some of your listeners may have heard of them, but uh, the, may, the name may not jump out, but uh, you know, that's the, the company behind uh, you know, some, some well-recognized consumer brands like Ray-Ban and Oakley, Transitions Lenses, uh, Points of Care like LensCrafters and Pearl Vision, uh, and then uh, an insurance company called iMed. So, the, uh, uh, what I would say is that, um, you know, I spent the majority of that 16 years on the wholesale side of their business. Uh, I, I say I have sort of two careers there. The first spent really building and, and developing a specialty consulting business, um, that took our wholesale customers and helped them, uh, really engage with our brands, position them to consumers, elevate the value of the services that they provided. And then, uh, the second part of my career there spent really uh, leading and, and developing our insurance business. So all of the relationships with the various uh, vision plans, health plans, government contracts that we had on the vision side of that business. So uh, I was, uh, what I would say is about a year and a half ago, I was drawn to Hear USA and, uh, and, and really WS Audiology um, by what I would say is similarities in the industry, um, the assets that you know, the WS audiology has, uh, that I think can really bring and continue to develop, uh, hearing care. And then, you know, really lastly, I would say by that significant unmet need that still, you know, very much exists in the, in the hearing care industry. And so, uh, at the time here, USA was undergoing a pretty, uh, a pretty, uh, significant evolution from 28 disparate brands, um, uh, and they bring them under a unified here USA brand that, you know, that I saw and still see is really a, a huge opportunity to bring, um, you know, to, to give an even bigger voice to the importance of hearing healthcare. Uh, and uh, uh, I would also say that Hear USA had an, a pretty ambitious goal of changing a million lives through 2028. And frankly, <laughs> I wanted to be a part of it. So uh, still excited to, you know, to, to, uh, to, to, to do that work, uh, you know, a lot of great work ahead of us. And so, like I said, I joined a little over a year ago. Uh, and spent really the first year focused on supporting our hearing center teams, uh, managing and, and working through some key partnerships that we have, uh, uh, obviously. Uh, and then, you know, in July was asked to us uh, to step into uh, the role as president of the company. So uh, pleased to be here and uh, uh, excited to, to talk a little bit about the journey we're on with you, David. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all that. I definitely want to circle back uh, in the second half of the conversation on the insurance bit. 
as it's highly relevant, you know, to our industry right now. And I think it will be very interesting to hear about um, maybe what you've seen in the optical space. I often feel that uh, that the uh, audiology space is a bit of a laggard when it comes to some of these like emerging trends that sort of hit some of the other ancillary peripheral industries around us. Um, so it's almost like you can see the tidal wave coming. Uh, so I, I would be curious to, to discuss that uh, in more detail. Um, but sticking on Cure USA, um, so uh, now as president and and with these stores of the future, uh, which we'll pull some images up of here, um, what's what's on the roadmap here for 2024? And um, like you said, you know, kind of this unification uh, to have a cohesive brand, a singular brand that's unified. Um, just kind of give us a sense of what 2024 is going to look like for Here USA. Yeah, so uh, aw aw awesome question, uh, and uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk about that. So, what I would say is that you know we are um, you know we are launching a number of what we're calling centers of the future, um, and so uh, you sort of alluded to this, but one of the the handful of key priorities that we have for 2024 is expanding uh, points of care and and access to hearing care. And so, um, you know, as we've evaluated, uh, the centers that we, that we have an opportunity to open, one of the things that we wanted to do is, is really, um, you know, reduce the, the barriers to accessibility, the barriers to care. And so there are, um, you know, sort of three main things that you'll see in, uh, in our new centers. One is a, you know, a welcome hub, uh, two is a, an innovation and solutions wall. And, and three is uh, sort of a reimagined uh, consultation room. And so, you know, obviously that welcome hub is where our client experience specialists um, uh, will engage and welcome, you know, clients coming into our centers. They will have an opportunity to, you know, help them navigate all of the challenges of hearing care today. So, you know, whether that's your, you know, your insurance, you know, opportunities for, for financing, uh, they'll prepare you for, you know, for your visit with one of our hearing care professionals. Uh, and then, uh, uh, additionally, we will have, uh, what we're calling innovation and solutions walls. And so these, uh, really that innovation wall, uh, gives our, our clients an opportunity to learn about our pur purpose, uh, and really the, uh, what I would say is our brand values and what's unique about, uh, about here USA. So, uh, the, and, and then that, um, innovation wall. Uh, if you will, or sorry, excuse me, the solutions wall, uh, the solution wall, um, allows our clients to, to see and experience, uh, the solutions that are available to them today. I think one of the, you know, one of the, the challenges, uh, and one of the, the stigmas around hearing care is a sort of belief, uh, that, you know, we're, we're still dealing with, uh, your grandpa's hearing aids, right? I mean, and so being able to see the innovation, being able to see the technology that's available to you. I mean, uh, I, I was uh, at dinner with my father over the weekend and uh, uh, I won't talk about why it wasn't in his ear, but uh, he dropped his hearing aid and, you know, literally it's so small that he could barely, you know, he could barely find it. So uh, these, you know, the, the solutions that we have today for clients um, have come so far. And so we want to be able to create an environment where uh, where our clients can engage with those solutions, see them firsthand, and and and, and certainly get prepared for that uh, for that time with a hearing care professional. The um, uh, the consultation room, let, let's say a uh, you know a pretty significant uh, enhancement. And so what that is is a private sound treated space that allows the hearing care professional uh, and and the client 
to come together in sort of a, an, an innovative way uh, to give that client control back of their hearing healthcare uh, and and the journey that they're on. Um, and and really, we do that in a way that you know the information is transparent, um, and so that the the consultation room really fosters that environment. Uh, and all of this is done in sort of a modern, you know, uh, innovative, inviting, uh, comfortable way for the client. So it's um, uh, if, if you have not seen one, uh, come on down to to Texas, and happy to uh, happy to to visit one with you, David. But uh, it's certainly you know something to see. Hopefully, uh, uh, you'll be able to share some images of that for um, you know for for your listeners. What I would what I would also say is that that's part of a, a an ambition that we had talked about or a key priority to expand access to care. And so, you know, uh, I, I'm sure you know you know your listeners know, but with you know 48 million Americans that uh, you know have some form of hearing loss, only 20 to 30 percent of them getting the help that they need. This is a you know I'll, I'll say a massive uh, opportunity, and there's a massive unmet need, and so. You know, part of you know changing more lives and changing one million more lives for Hear USA means increasing and improving access to care. So, we have been focused um, uh, in California, Florida, uh, and expanding into Texas, uh, where uh, through March of 2024, we will have opened about you know I'll say more than 25 of these centers of the future. Uh, we'll continue to evaluate what that looks like um, and. Uh, what I will say is whether you're in a center of the future or you're in one of, you know, any one of our centers, um, you know, all of that is really, I'll say, you know, the foundation is our, is our people. So, you know, our, our client experience specialists, uh, our hearing care professionals, uh, that will, um, you know, help guide you through that journey, understand, you know, the options available to you, assist you, uh, and do it in a way that, you know, that, that empowers our clients to, uh, to, to, to take control of their hearing care. And, you know, that's the same service experience expectation that led to us being named uh, America's uh, top hearing care retailer by Newsweek last year. So that's a, a, a huge accomplishment that, the, that we're very proud of. Uh, and we know, you know, that, that our, our clients will get that same experience, whether, you know, whether that's in one of our new centers in the future or, uh, or any of our, you know, nearly 370 hearing centers. Okay. So uh, I, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing these in the flesh. Um, the thing that kind of sticks in my mind, though, with this is that I've mentioned this on some of these recordings is that, you know, kind of like talking to people within the industry, um, business owners, practice owners, one of the biggest challenges is staffing is just finding people. Um, so while it's great to say that you're going to increase the access of care, that sort of implies that you need to <laughs> have people that can facilitate that access. Um, so what's what is your all's plan to solve this dilemma, especially when you're looking to scale the way that you are and need to add the amount of bodies that you would or trained specialists? Yeah. Uh, fantastic question. Uh, what, what I will say is that, um, you know, coming into the industry, that was one of sort of the, you know, I'll say really, uh, big surprises, right? I mean, is the, you know, the, the lack of, um, you know, access to care, right? I mean, and so that's not just you know, there are not enough professionals even for the access points that we have, uh, you know, within the industry. And we still have more than half of U.S. counties that lack adequate access to care. So uh, one of the, you know, I'll say, uh, I'll put it this way, one of the investments, one of the bets that we have have made uh, is in a program that we call the the, the HEAR Academy. Um, and that is uh, essentially, you know, is, again, as your the audience is aware, um, 
you know, for, uh, you know, let's just say AUDs, right? I mean, they're just, there, there aren't enough programs. There aren't enough graduates to come out of the programs. Right. Uh, a lot of attrition from the, from the field. Uh, and, uh, and, and similarly for hearing instrument specialists, um, there are, you know, a lack of, I'll say formal programs for, for that, uh, uh, for that career path. And so what we've done, uh, is again, we've launched a program called the, the Hear Academy. Uh, and what that is doing is giving a, an opportunity for, uh, both our staff, uh, but we also are, uh, you know, are starting to bring in external candidates for that program, uh, to be able to give, um, uh, I, I, what I would say is, you know, we, we talk a lot about changing lives, but it's also a great way to change and, and create a career development path, even for our own people. So, uh, through that program, uh, we are, um, uh, developing sponsors, developing apprentices to, uh, to take them through the state licensing requirements, uh, you know, for each of the states that, that we operate in, uh, last year in our inaugural year, uh, we graduated, uh, more than 20 apprentices, uh, through that program which is a significant, um, you know, one, uh, creates a significant opportunity for those individuals to, yeah. to change, to change lives, uh, and have an impact. So yeah, we're, we're excited to continue that. Uh, we have bigger ambitions this year, uh, and we're continuing to, to what I call like industrialize that program, uh, and build it out into, um, you know, into what we, uh, what we believe it can be. Yeah, no, I think that's a, uh, incredibly important aspect of this. The future of this industry is, um, and I think it's great that that one of the manufacturers and you know its uh, subset with here USA is really taking it upon itself to uh, help facilitate, like you said, um, industrialize that process. I think is something that's really needed uh, to just grow the labor pool here. So uh, kudos to you all because I think that's going to be a um, a persistent issue that needs to be solved. So. Um, I wanted to circle back on, like I said, the insurance piece. Um, you know, if you could just share a little bit about maybe how you see that evolving based on your previous experience, and then how, in whatever detail you can share, how Here USA would be um, approaching that evolution of the insurance in the managed care space. Yeah. So uh, what, what I will say, I think you, yeah, you hit the nail on the head that, uh, you know, hearing care is, is sort of, um, you know, maybe slightly behind developmentally some of the other industries that, you know, that, that we've seen. Um, what I will say though, is, you know, when, when, if I look back at the sort of the vision space, uh, you know, most independent optometrists are probably 70% or more managed share. Um, you know, even most of the large retailers uh, have a pretty significant, um, you know, portion of their business that is, that is managed care. And so what, what I would say is that, you know, it, it is, you know, it's, it's here, it's continuing to come, uh, the industry will continue to evolve and, you know, certainly like any industry, um, that creates a lot of challenges, both for, you know, providers, whether you're, you know, again, whether you, uh, have your own shingle out or you, you know, you work for a company like here USA. Uh, what I would say is that, you know, it, it, it isn't going to, to go away, right? I mean, uh, there's, you know, you can't put your head in the sand, uh, and, and, and pretend so pr prepare, right? I mean, there are lots of individual, you know, there are lots of different ways to tackle that. I mean, you know, uh, we, we saw just like in, in, in vision, we saw, you know, some individuals that embraced it significantly and we saw others that, you know, were able to, uh, to, to carve out a path that didn't include managed care. What, what I will tell you though, is that, you know, from a here USA standpoint, um, managed care is really in our roots. And again, for those that, you know, that, that are familiar and know here USA, I mean, 
you know, many, uh, much of the, the history is rooted in, in, in insurance contracts. And so we, uh, what I will say is that, you know, we, we view managed care as an opportunity to, to change lives, right? So we've embraced that as one of the differentiators for our business. Uh, we want to be able to, um, you know, help, uh, clients, you know, navigate the, the complexities of managed care. You know, we believe that it increases access to care, uh, that it provides for affordable options for hearing care. And so, you know, that also means for our, for our hearing care providers, um, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to change even more lives, right? I mean, um, you know, and so, uh, we, um, again, we, you know, it's, it, it's, it's hard to choose which lives to change. Uh, we want to, we want to change them all. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Well, that's very helpful to, uh, to kind of get a sense of where you see that going and, and what Hero says position on that would be or their role. Um, but I agree that they're, I think that the, you know, going back to the start with your point about increasing access to care. I think that's sort of what we're seeing across the board is just more and more and more people want to sort of in, engage with the professional model um, and see a professional. Uh, and obviously it's changed to where it used to be primarily an out-of-pocket expense, which is, I think, a detractor in terms of garnering a lot of people. Um, so it's it seems to almost be flipping to a model that is higher volume foot traffic um, that might just be less profitable per, per patient, if you will. Um, but I think there's a way that, you know, it's it's almost a business model uh, adjustment that that needs to be had. Yeah. Right. I mean, pick up your copy of Who Moved My Cheese, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, well, cool, Nick. Well, uh, as we kind of come to the close here, any closing thoughts um, just in general of, you know, as you've kind of entered into this new space from the eyes over to the years, um, you know, in terms of kind of the way that that you're seeing things shake out right now. And um, I, it seems in general that you're all pretty optimistic about the the shape that this industry is taking in the the position that your USA is in. Yeah, I, I, I would say, I mean, I, you know, from my from my perspective, are there, you know, are there challenges from, the, you know, uh, from an industry standpoint, certainly, right? I mean, but those challenges are not any different than any other healthcare industry, right? I mean, with, you know, continued, um, I'll say progression of managed care, staffing challenges. Uh, what I will say, though, is, you know, when I look at you know, the sort of the significant unmet need that we still have. Uh, when I look at the opportunity that we have to continue to, um, you know, bring hearing care to the forefront, uh, I am, you know, I, I'm, I'm incredibly excited. And so if we look at, you know, again, I, I think back to like, even, you know, as a, as a child, right. I mean, uh, you know, for, for those of us that, uh, you know, are, are a little bit, uh, getting up there in age, you know, we didn't, you know, it wasn't something that you put sunscreen on every time you went outside. Right. I mean, we didn't know the, I'll say the the benefits now when my kids go to the pediatrician, uh, you know, they're like, Hey, does mom and dad put sunscreen on you? Right. I mean, uh, every end cap and target and, you know, and Walgreens and CDS is filled with sunscreen all summer. And, you know, if you look at the, you know, you go to the dentist every six months and get your, you know, your, your teeth cleaned, you go to the eye doctor every year for your, your, your annual eye exam. Uh, what I would say is that, you know, when I, when I look to what the, the industry could be, uh, yeah, I, I, I see, uh, you know, I, I see a vibrant future and I think, uh, we're, you know, well positioned, um, you know, both from a here USA standpoint and from a WSL biology to, you know, to continue to, uh, to, to bring, you know, the importance of hearing care to the forefront. Yeah. I would say if, if you're able to, uh, successfully sort of 
get hearing care on that same plane to where the general public just like views it the same way they do with, like you said, like the routine dental visits, seeing your physician once a year, getting your hearing screened. You know, it seems like a likely outcome if uh, it's crazy to me that that doesn't already exist, but that's kind of the, that's the challenge, right? It, it is. And it, and it's the opportunity, right? But yeah. I mean, you know, but, but seeing the, like I said, the, the, the evolution of other industries, seeing more and more, you know, entrance into the space that will continue to elevate the, the importance of, of hearing care, right? I mean, because it really is healthcare. I mean, and, and obviously, you know, the links to, you know, depression, dementia, et cetera, are well known, um, you know, and I think we'll continue to see just massive increases and improvement in technology. Okay. I mean, um, you know, uh, the, you know, the, the technology that our teams have today to, you know, to address, uh, the, the, the needs of, of our patients and, uh, and clients is, is, you know, vastly improved over even just a few years ago. So I'm sure we'll continue to see, you know, massive, uh, massive enhancements and in, in technology and, uh, yeah, excited for the future. Awesome, Nick. Well, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for everybody who tuned in here to the end. We will chat with you next time. Cheers.